welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, go to PCAPaintEd.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all you non-members out there, sign up for our free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the Apple Store and Google Play. In today's podcast, we feature an episode of Contractor Evolution from Breakthrough Academy. In this episode, Benji and Igor continue the discussion about the current state of the labor market, and they break down six quick actions that any contractor could implement that makes them more attractive to potential applicants. Hey everyone, and welcome back to our Contractor Evolution Recruiting Roundtable. Uh, This is part two of an episode, so if you haven't listened to part one, um, I would highly, highly recommend it. Uh, You'll see it in the podcast app or Spotify or or wherever you're listening to this. Uh, This is just the episode we released last week. Um, You could listen to this as a standalone, so that's totally fine, but I really think it was a powerful hour talking about the seven fundamentals of a very strong employer brand. Um, Today, we're going to talk about like the quick and dirty, easy to implement stuff. You could think of this as low-hanging fruit. These are tactics, tricks, um, stuff you as a business owner can go out and do next week that's going to move the needle in the right direction where your employer brand is concerned. And for this episode, I'm joined again by our amazing roundtable. Um, we've got Coach Ryan, Coach Thomas, and Danny Kerr. Hey, guys. Hey. Hello. Hey Welcome guys. back. So, guys, we've got a list of six things here that we feel are really easy to get going on that's going to make it easier for your business to attract, retain, and hire the really good quality people that it needs. And we're just going to start at one and end at six. Point number one is a good one. This is um, something we've seen a lot of people do with a ton of success. It's creating a join our team landing page and then sort of a, a recruiting style video and actually housing that on your own web page, your own website. Um, Igor, let's start with you and then we'll go to Ryan. Yeah. So if you're serious about being a real recruiter and a real leader um, and, and you want to do that for some time ahead, you have to have some assets on your website that are going to speak to what makes you so freaking awesome. And with all the choice out there that, that an, a prospective employee has, why are they going to come to you, right? So the standard recruitment practices, will just throw up some ads on Kijiji, on Indeed, on, on whatever. But the problem is, is that those places don't give you a, a spot. They don't give you real estate to really highlight Not what really. makes your organization you're kind of stuck in their form you're stuck in their form totally so what i suggest um and and i mean i we do this i'm just not just just kind of uh blank talk here um is is you just you go out and build a very simple section to your website that's wholly devoted to recruitment and prospective staff right and it can be a work for us Uh, we call it a join the team you can call it whatever you want but it is a section of your website and it's and it's real estate that allows you to house really cool shit that shows how awesome it is and what you do is you drive traffic and you drive eyeballs there so you want to own that real estate don't invest into a rented land 
invest into land that you own, you, right? You, you can still you can still have great job postings 100%, on Kijiji on glass on on Glassdoor. Where do they recruiter. go? Yeah, they'll go through the form, and it will you'll get an email pushed to you from that site, and that works as well. Those are good um, like tentacles to have out there. Yeah, that's, that's another net to cast. But what Igor is saying is make sure you've got a home base that describes how awesome of a company you are to work for as well. Totally. And maybe you could just highlight like what would a good one include? Yeah, exactly. So um, th- there's a couple things that come to mind. So uh, creative assets, right? You need imagery. And what I would suggest is you have video, right? This is uh, this is not like 1996 where you have huge cameras and very expensive video productions. So uh, it's relatively inexpensive to produce a pretty cool video. If you want to go check out ours on the Breakthrough Academy, join the team section. It's right off of our website. You can see the highlight video, uh, like a really nice two minute video that highlights the team and you speaking as a leader of what's so awesome about being there. You need professional images. I've talked about this before. It's like 700 bucks for an entire day to have a really wicked pro photographer take a ton of images. Great ROI, you need assets. And then, so, so that's kind of what's on the main page is like, it's some really wicked imagery. It's a highlight video. And then, and then some really good kind of wording. We call it copy, copywriting. And then, uh, and then what you have right below is a list of every ad that you occur, every position you currently have open. Like o- open spots. Open spots. And you, and you can click into them. So there's a list of them there with a, click, a quick blurb about each of the open positions. And then someone on the page can go click into it. Right? So again, think about this, something this great, where you've got awesome video imagery, great copy, right? You can do so much more than just in other ads. Like you want to have, yes, there's the tentacles are out there, but you got to own your own land. Mm -hmm. Don't just be investing into rented real estate, build your own, get your own land and, uh, and, and start driving people towards that where you can really show off how awesome your team is and how great it is to work at your organization. I couldn't agree more. Talk about low hanging fruit. If you want low hanging fruit, this is it. When you said 700 bucks, you know, I saw um, a couple members spent between three and five grand to put a really badass landing page together. The ROI on that is insane. You'll run that website, that landing page for years. You have it forever. Years. Yeah. You have it forever. Exactly. And okay, maybe you need to change the job postings and whatnot, but the ROI is going to be massive for that. Um, a couple things that, that, that I just want to speak to a little bit is um, make sure in those the videos and the the content you're putting out that you're that you're really speaking to your values and you're speaking to everything we talked about in the previous uh, podcast. The, the reasons why uh, people are going to want to work for you, uh, super important. The other thing too is this tool is going to be um, yeah you can link to it in those other job postings that you're putting in. So you're posting on Indeed, but then you can put a straight link yeah. right from there into this into your website. It's also going to drive your website traffic which will help your ROI which is other benefits but like you can post this on Facebook, Instagram, any social media, any platform you want. Yeah, you can everything actually use there. this. Yeah, you can link exactly and you can use this for um, even sales, right? So like um, people want to know like what's going on in your business or a little bit more background or they want to like, yeah, t- who, who are these guys? What are they all about? What's it going to look like when they're on my site? Well, now there's a little video of, of, the, of your team in action. Um, and so that can help even with the sales side of things. Um, back in the day, you used to be able to put um, photos and stuff like that on Indeed and you could have a lot more creativity. They pretty locked it down now. And human beings love color. 
it's just like we're fish, right? Yeah. And so if you can't put a logo and if you can't dress up those those online postings, you can you can definitely uh, dress up these like like you were saying your own real estate. So you definitely want to be directing people through that. Um, and then I'd recommend, yeah, have lists of the current positions that you have open, but also have positions that you know you'll need soon. So if you're like, well, a year from now, I hope to have a sales manager. So I'm going to put that position on there as well. Or I got a high turnover in this certain in with my my text or my entry level. So I'm going to leave that up there even when I don't need people. Right. And now you're passively um, collecting resumes or candidates or your resume banking. So you're collecting um, candidates that you may um, want to tap into that resource in the future. Yeah, exactly. Ryan, is there anyone that you uh, work with that does this at a super high level? Yeah. Um, Brett Farrington with Holiday Spirit Lighting has a really good example, and I'll make sure that we get a link to that in the show notes. We'll put, um, yeah, right in the description, guys, if you want to see like a really nice landing page that captures attention, you want to see a really cool, slick video that speaks to uh, their exact ideal candidate profile. Brett's done an amazing job. You can literally just click the URL and go see what good looks like um, in this category. So that was point number one. Create that join our team landing page um, and get a video shot. Point number two is write better job postings. Like just, just improve the copywriting, the story that you're telling on those job postings out there on the various sites that there are. Uh, Danny, I want to hear from you and then Igor quick as well. Yeah, th this was something I first stumbled on years ago when I was trying to hire for another project manager. And um, I found I was I was putting out the ads of like, we needed a project manager, you know, drive company truck, take care of our employees, do training. And I was explaining what I needed. And I kept getting people that were applying that were they had lots of experience, but they didn't fit the leadership mold that I was really searching for. And it was just a ton of people with you know, I was in the painting realm, so it's like a ton of people with 10, 15 years of painting experience and a terrible attitude and no understanding of what I was trying to create when it came to my team culture. Um, so finally, I, I sat down with my current project manager, of which I was trying to clone. <laughs> doesn't work to clone people. Um, and just said, like, look, man, like, what is it that makes you tick? You know, like, what gets you up in the morning? Why did you start with us? Why do you stay with us? What do you love about your job? What do you hate about your job? And really got into, like, the inner language of him. And he started to kind of impart on me all these interesting things. He's like, Danny, like, I love that you're my coach more than you're my boss. Like, I love that I have like total freedom and autonomy to go after my own goals and achieve them my own way. I get to use like my strategic brain every day. He's like, I love that I have players that I get to play around with all of our painters and kind of figure out how to strategize what, what, who should be on what sites and how to make sure we fulfill on the customer promise. He's like, I used to be the quarterback of the football team in high school and I get to use that same mentality, but just on the painting field with you. And it like clicked right there. And I was like, I could see like the title of my ad, right? It was a change from like, need a project manager to need a quarterback to drive our painting teams. Wish you had a coach more than a boss looking for freedom and autonomy to drive your own goals. Wish you got compensated and paid for doing so. Boy, do we have a job for you. And I started to attract athletes. And it was interesting because it was just the copy and the language and the way I described things that fundamentally changed everything about who was applying. Now, I still got tons of people that were on EI that were just trying to like click and apply to every single thing that was out there. So that you're, just, you know, you're still going to get what you're going to get, but you're going to have certain people read this and arguably the right people read this and get drawn into it, right? You want to speak to your ideal candidate, just like in marketing where you want to build a message for your ideal customer. 
you want to build a message for your ideal candidate that speaks to the inner side of who they are, right? A quick one on sales that I inserted that really helped was, um, I, I, there's a lot of different things we put in there, but we'd always put in like the description of duties and the description of the company in light of what that ideal candidate cared about and not what we cared about as a company. And so like an example of that is I've realized, because I'm a sales guy myself, I suck at administration. And so we had somebody come in to help us with all of our sales and mid needs. And while I was writing up the ad, I was like, I should really tell people that. And right, first bullet point in there, like description of duties, like work with our company admin to take care of all your sales and mid needs. And I can't tell you how many people who applied for that job told me that was one of the main reasons they applied because they're like, you get it. I spend half my time selling and half my time doing paperwork. You guys seem to understand, like I can spend more time selling. You're giving me that opportunity that drew me in. And so just be careful, like when you're writing your ads, not to drop an ad based on what you like and want mm -hmm. and love about your company, drop an ad about what your ideal candidate wants and likes and take time to understand that and interview and talk to people who are in those roles, whether they work for you or there's somebody, you know, through a network to get into their inner language, which is huge. Cool. That's awesome, Danny. Some really, really good thoughts. I got just a bit of a side tangent on job ads, which I think is just, which is kind of neat and important is it is this. Um, when you look at just the pure number of people that are going to apply to your job ads, it's going to be a very small percentage that you're going to hire, like a tiny, tiny fraction, right? Um, I think most of you understand from a marketing perspective about list, like email list building and the concept of like building an email list. And then over time, sending emails, whether it's once a month, once a week, three times a week, whatever, to nurture that list. The same thing is possible from a recruiting perspective, right? Because over time, what's going to happen is uh, as you have hiring for many roles every year, you go year after year after year, you're going to be having a lot of people, to your point, Ryan, whether it's visit your, your, your join the team section or your hiring section or your website, you're going to have a lot of people applying to job ads. It does make a lot of sense just to build an email list and a bank of all of these the, the, these people. And so one, when a new role comes out, you email that list when you launch it on all the other platforms. And if you want to get really fancy, what you might do is send like a quarterly update of all the cool shit that's going on on your team and inside your organization to keep nurturing that list, right? If you're a long-term player in this space and you have long-term aspirations, um, in business, uh, that's something that also absolutely makes sense from building a bit of an audience and a following. Um, a lot of people are going to click, click on those ads. Great points, guys. I think, um, that's an, that's an immediate win. If you're wanting to go from, uh, you know, no applicants to an inbox full of resumes, that's, uh, that's not hard to do. It just takes a little bit of creative thinking and some time. Uh, so better job postings, point number two. Point number three, this is a really interesting one, and I'm seeing, I'm seeing it done a, a lot more lately, um, is use your Instagram to highlight more job sites, more employees, um, more projects. Really show, using imagery and video, what it looks like to work for your company. A lot of the businesses we coach are finding their Instagram pages are actually better like recruitment tools than they are marketing tools. And I'm going to plug um, one of our members named Mike Van Capelli runs a company called Blue Water Concepts. Go to blue underscore water underscore concepts. That's at blue underscore water underscore concepts on Instagram. His page 
is basically entirely showcasing what it looks like to be on one of his construction sites. He uses cool filters, he uses great angles, the captions are awesome, and he really celebrates the people that work for him, and he makes it sound like very, very, very cool. So if you just wanna scroll through what it looks like to showcase um, a construction company in a way that's very, very attractive to someone that's kind of checking you out. Like maybe you, maybe you do have an, uh, a job posting out there. Probably the eight candidates are going to do a quick scroll through your Instagram and say, Hey, do these guys look cool? Or does it look like a lame job that I don't want to be a part of? And Mike has totally nailed it. So I'll actually include that. We'll include that handle, um, in the description as well. Just a quick bit from the from the previous uh, the last episode on this uh, building an employer brand concept. Like I, I mean, I know Mike very well. He really loves and celebrates his people, and that and that really comes totally a, comes across and, and speaks volumes. It's it's super super clear. Yeah, no, he's not faking it. He actually feels that. It's just he, like Instagram is a great vehicle. Yeah, hundred percent to demonstrate that. Yeah, you want to build a long term employer brand, celebrate your people. So I know for a fact he does have people come to him and be like, "Hey, I like I I checked you out online and or on on Instagram and like you guys look kind of sweet. Can we talk about like maybe working together?" Yeah. Um, Ryan, did you have anything to add to that? Yeah, I was just gonna pipe in um, the the reality too of who's on Instagram is um, people tend to follow like versus like, so people follow things that they're interested in. So carpenters follow construction companies, landscape companies follow landscape companies. And so when you post on Instagram, your your target market is already paying attention. They're already watching and that is potential candidates, right? Uh, so it's even more of a reason to post on Instagram for recruitment. You're gonna get better returns compared to like Facebook um, or, or other social media platforms. Instagram is that place for now, right? Probably in a year or two, it's going to be somewhere else. Uh, but for now, take advantage of it. Cool. Uh, point number four. This is a quick one. We kind of mentioned it last year. Um, or Sorry, not last year. Last episode last week. Um, which is go into your budget and put a dollar amount beside culture events. Thomas, do you want to take us through that quick? Yeah, totally. A quick and dirty one, but an easy win. I think there's a, probably a lot of members who can look at your budget and see you have $0 allocated to your culture events. So go in there. If you're listening to this, put a number beside it. You know, Ensure that you are allocating a, a dollar amount for company trips, barbecues, any of your parties in your budget. Uh, also, you can insert notes in, in those line items to identify what exactly you're planning out and and make sure of course schedule well in advance so yeah it's a quick and easy win but it's a big one Put i'll a tell you what else to culture events is if you have a real brand ambassador you have a real team player a real culture driver on your team give them the budget and be like hey figure out what the team wants to do for fun and plan an awesome party it's one step you don't have to do and they're gonna think it's like the funnest side project ever totally so that was point four. Um, point number five, this is another easy one. It's it's upgrade your uniforms and outerwear. If your team members, if you're, um, you know, your men and women on site, your team in the office, your estimators, if they don't love the company clothing that they put on because the hat is kind of frumpy and the it's just a basic t-shirt and like the jacket isn't that cool. It's not that much money to go have like just more updated, uh, more sleek, 
uh, jackets, shirts, pants, hats, whatever it is. But go and ask your team first and be like, hey, guys, I'd like to up. I want you guys to feel amazing when you rock up to the house or you're on a job site. Like, what do you guys like to wear? If they like really specific mesh back hats with the perfect curve to their brim and like the nice pop on top, go get them that, right? If they like a certain kind of like button up t-shirt or a, uh, a specific windbreaker, go get them that. They're going to tell their friends. Um, it's going to actually impact the way that they interact with your customers. There's a confidence, there's a swagger, um, and you can do this quick. It's not that much money. Yeah. And in addition, we talked about the importance of assets when building an employer brand, like visual assets, photo, video, it's going to look way better when your people look on point, right? So, um, this one's not like, again, it's one of these that's not super complicated. Like you, you need to have a clothing supplier that you like working with, right? So if you haven't picked one long-term, that's definitely a good thing to have. Um, the way that, that I did this is we just brainstormed a list of what are all the articles of clothing that team members should have. And actually I got really inspired on this from one hunter got junk. I know Brian Scudamore is a huge brand fan and, and when someone starts working there, they've got a whole package of stuff to like nice vests when it gets a bit cooler, really good looking hats. They literally have Converse All-Stars that are branded. Like Socks. it just Yeah, it looks awesome in their in in their photos. Actually, as a matter of fact, I think Ryan's wearing some Breakthrough Academy socks as we speak. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but uh, no, it's it's fun. Like so you brainstorm a list of cool stuff that would be awesome to brand, and then you tell them to send you a few versions of each. So if you want to have a nice polo and you're like, I want a nice polo, high-end under armor, yeah. Nike golf, whatever send me some options, right? And they're, they're not branded. They just send them to you in a box. I get them to my office. I've got huge boxes of, it's like the nice, uh, you know, plaid button up shirts or the nice uh, polos or the hats or whatever. And then I just pick the one I like. So I'm like, this is the plaid button up shirt. And then you get the logos put on it after. But feel free to build, like like dream a bit on this and, yeah. and, and put some thought into like, what would be the, the, the sweetest set of swag? And then go build it, bring it to life, and, and your people love it. It'll pay back in dividends, both in, to Benji, your point, how they'll feel, and also it'll visually look really good as you're building out recruiting assets for a super solid employer brand. One thing, too, I've seen is this, like, even within our own brand, like, there's what you give your staff, but there's also what you could possibly give your staff's family, right? So we have these, you used to have these BTA onesies, right? Every time someone on the team or one of our members got a baby, they get a little BTA onesie. We switch that to a bib because it lasts a little longer. They don't grow out of it. But, you know, stuff like that. Or I see, like, you know, my wife and a lot of the people we work with, you know, significant others are like, can I get one of those jackets? Right? And being able to make stuff for their family. And it seems like something you wouldn't think of right away. But when you, I've seen it now within our own company, like, their families want our stuff because it's great stuff. Totally, so, and, anyway. and and they're starting to love the brand, which is which is so cool, right? Danny, you're, Danny's working in my office right now, and uh, beside him there's a box of just stuff that I've ordered for wives they, because they they just they wanted our shirts. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's good. Get your people some nice stuff to wear. Cool. Point number five. Okay, last and final point of our low hanging fruit list is. Implement a referral program. Uh, what, do, what do we mean by that, Igor? So um, when members of your team refer others, 
it is the right thing to reward them for it. So one, because they've clearly made some sort of effort to speak about the brand uh, publicly. And And when we say refer, just to be clear, we're talking about they would refer a potential employee, not like a customer referral. Like this is like, hey, you're giving me a potential candidate type of referral. Yeah, exactly. So they're going out of their way to speak with their network, whether it's one-on-one or they're promoting it like publicly and Danny, I'd love to get some of your points on, on, on how people do that more on a mass scale. But basically like at some level they've gone out to their network and, and they're telling them like, Hey, it's pretty freaking awesome to work at this company. Um, and so one, you should reward them for it. Uh, two, he, here's my recommendation. I mean, for whatever it's worth, here's what we do. And what I love about it is that it's really not transactional. So we don't give them just, it's not like here's money like for, for a referral. What we do is we send them and their significant other away on a really nice, relaxing, typically romantic kind of trip uh, for the for a weekend. So we'll, li- we'll literally book it for them. We'll do the whole thing, make it super nice and easy. And so uh, when that successfully happens and someone has started who they've, they've referred, we'll recognize them on our big team huddle and 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 the and the effort that they put in to make that that connection and then and then we announce at that point that we're going to be sending them and whatever the name of their partner is away on a really fun relaxing weekend and and then the whole thing gets booked for them so it's just it's such a nice way to say and i know our people love it it's such a nice way to say thank you and um and it's not as transactional as just like here's 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 you know a stack of cash so um yeah it's, it's a good thing. The, the other thing too is like when you do have a, a, a role that you're hiring for this program, this sort of like incentivization package is really, really clearly explained to the team at the outset. Totally. This is the role we need. We know that you guys know good people because you're good people. Could you please go through your Facebook list, go through your, the index in your phone, think of your family, your friends, whoever. And if you do find someone, you know, and they get hired, this is, this is what you stand to gain. Totally. Um, what? Yeah, go ahead, Danny. We've done around that. Yeah, to structure that one step further, I think, goes a long way. Um, Because I've seen this a lot, too, with our members. It's like, where do you get your best employees? And they always say our network. And I'm like, cool. And like, how do you get them? Well, I just ask them. And, you know, sometimes I get a few people. When you actually, like, structure a mini event around this, this this can amplify in a very extreme way. So I'll give an example of this. I usually think Thursday. Thursday, 3 o'clock, two hours before the end of the day, have the whole team come in. They get paid, so their time's paid. Bring in some pizza and beer, whatever it is, and go over, hey, here's who we're looking for. Who's our, here's our ideal candidate. Here's the ads we put out. Here's kind of this landing page we've made. What we would love is everybody on the team can basically message 100 to 200 people each on Facebook or text or whatever kind of medium you have with a list. Doesn't have to be people who are you know all going to be a good fit for this job. It can be people that you have a good relationship with, people you consider a good connector, and also ultimately people that you feel would fit the you know the profile of what we're looking for. And then basically give them a couple hours, just create a little competition around it, and have them message people this almost exact message. Hey, so-and-so, our company XYZ is looking for a person in XYZ role. Curious if you might know anybody who'd be a good fit. Please see link below, which links to that landing page. You know, PS, we're offering a $500 or $1,000 hiring bonus. Happy to split that with you if you didn't know anybody. Cheers. And to have your staff send 100 people in their network through Facebook Messenger, that exact message, it creates a bit of a buzz, right? Mm-hmm. Because A, it's their friends, so they trust them, and they're going to probably look it up a little bit. And B, it, it creates something where they're like, oh, yeah, that is totally my cousin. And they pass it off. And now you've got this like networking within people's networks effect, and it creates a bit of like a buzz. And when you have, you know, like right now we have over 30 people on the team, 
having 30 people do 100 messages each has 3,000 direct Facebook messages that would go out on, say, like a Thursday afternoon. That's crazy, mm-hmm. right? So that versus, hey, can you can you can you tell anyone, or do you know anyone that would be a good fit? You might get three or, or Facebook four. status, or like something that's like that's very passive. This is much more active. You're getting out there and sending it to them. Totally, exactly. I think Danny, it, the reason it works for everyone to hear is like Facebook mess, Facebook posts. You just flip, flip, flip. But if I get a direct message from someone, doesn't matter who it is, yeah. I read the entire message, right? But I don't read every Facebook post. No way. Totally. <clears throat> cool. Okay, guys, so there you have it. We've got six really good, easy, cheap, quick to implement things. I'll go through it really, really, um, just to recap, and then uh, we've got sort of a couple points to close here. But if you want to improve your employer brand uh, for little or no money and do it quick, here's some stuff you can do. Number one, create a join our team landing page plus a cool explainer video on your website. Own your own real estate, like we said. Uh, Work on writing better job postings that speak to your ideal candidate profile rather than just like listing out the stuff you're looking for. Um, Point number three, use your Instagram to highlight more job sites, more employees, more projects, and make it look really cool. Uh, Point number four, go into your budget, put a dollar amount for culture events. Um, If you've got a brand ambassador or a real team player, have them plan it for you. Point number five is upgrade your uniforms and outerwear. And point number six was implement a referral program that incentivizes your own team to do the recruiting for you. Um, I want to ask a question. uh, I'll ask it to you, Danny. Thinking like thinking more broadly, we've done two episodes on this. Last week, we talked about the bigger picture stuff that maybe takes a bit longer to implement. Today, we went through some 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 low hanging fruit. What's at stake for business owners if they're not going to take this on? What's at stake if they don't take this seriously? Think about this, right? So, those who are listening, think about if you were in business in two thousand eight, what the finite resource was. It was it was it was jobs. It was money. There was not enough money in the economy. And there was there was an absolute need to double down on sales and marketing. If you just sat and wait for the phone to ring, you'd go out of business. We're in a new recession now, right? We're in the recession of people. And if we have the same reaction of just sitting and waiting, posting an ad, no one's applying, I guess I'll just sit and wait for some more, we're going to go out of business. This is not going to get better. This is the next 10 years is going to be very interesting because the entire economics of our, of our country is changing right now. And the actual ability to find good labor that wants to work hard is becoming a finite resource more and more every single year. And what I'm thinking with, with everything we've talked about today, some of it takes a lot of time, some of it takes a lot of money, some of it just takes a lot of intentional thought, is how much of that are we actually putting into our day-to-day versus continuing this like never-ending gas pedal of sales and marketing. If, if we haven't adjusted to our marketplace, we will become obsolete. And as an entrepreneur, part of the definition of being an entrepreneur is to forge new paths. And when the economy changes around us and we don't change ourselves, we're setting ourselves up for failure. And so be very aware and be very conscious that this is a problem that's not going to go away. You can't wait it out. And the longer you wait to get started on some of these things, the longer, the harder it's going to be to catch up with those around you. I couldn't agree more. And I think it's a really powerful point to end on guys is like, is be honest with yourself. How much time, energy and money are you spending on this? And if it's, if it's not enough, reallocate some resources and you will be very, very, very glad you did in the long run. Um, so everyone in closing, 
I said this at the beginning of last week's episode. There's a ton of stuff going on in the world right now. Some big macro trends that you don't have control over. Between this week and last, we've unpacked some stuff that you definitely do. I would encourage you all to get going on this sooner than um, And that's where we're going to leave this recruiting roundtable. I want to thank our guests for being here. Thank you guys for listening. And uh, we'll see you back next week for more Contractor Evolution. See you guys. See ya. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everybody. Paint Ed podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and is made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPaintEd.org.